بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فإن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد الحمد لله رب العالمين We know very well that we got a couple of days left for us to enter the month of Ramadan Insha'Allah Allah, Ramadan is an awaited month that subhanAllah, people who knew back in the days, who knew the virtues of Ramadan, they wouldn't want to die because they know Ramadan is coming. They will keep on saying, Allah, Balirna, Shahra Ramadan. But Allah make us enter and reach the month of Ramadan because they know that the ajar and the reward of what you get in the month of Ramadan, you cannot get that in any other month. In the Hijjah, the shaitan are outside. In the Hijjah, the Qa'dah, Rajab, Muharram, the four sacred months, it's not the same virtue as Ramadan, where the Prophet Muhammad said in Ramadan, the door of Jannah is open. The door of Jahannam is closed. And the shayateen are locked. It doesn't happen except in Ramadan. See yourself the first day of Ramadan. And you compare yourself to after Ramadan. Different person. But shaytan was going to be locked after one week. You imagine yourself, someone who knows that he's going to be locked in jail after one week. What do you think he's going to do? Is he going to be a good person? In one week, he's going to be locked. Alas. In one week, they're going to lock that person in jail. What do you think he's going to do? Alas. He's going to try his best to take revenge. They're going to get me, they will get me. Alas. A shaitan, that one week that's left, let me tell you something. Shaitan would want to come and whisper in your ears. Shaitan would want to come and create some kind of division between you and your Muslim brothers and sisters so that you enter the month of Ramadan with grudges and enmity in your heart. Because one of the reasons that your a'mal are not being accepted or raised to Allah Azza wa Jal is when you have enmities and grudges between you and the people. But therefore, as we spoke last week, don't let this happen. Okay, you know you're not going to fall into haram because you know you can make tawbah. Many kind of a'mal that you may do, but you know you're not going to do that. It's not going to affect you in Ramadan. But the sin of breaking the ties of kinship, 
invites the la'na of Allah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَهَلْ عَسَيْتُمْ إِنْ تَوَلَّيْتُمْ أَنْ تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَتُقَطِّعُوا أَرْحَامَكُمْ أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ عَلَيْهِمْ لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ For those people who actually have their tithe on kinship break, they like it. They like not to talk with people. These kind of people, Allah's curse are upon them. Don't let this happen to you. Don't let this happen to you, especially in this week that is left. We spoke about that last week. When Fasai is upon that last week, for therefore it is something that we know, alhamdulillah, we have one week left. Subhanallah, the ulama says, if you were to go and speak to the people in the qabr, what would they want to do? They would say, we want to spend one day and one night of Ramadan and then come back to the qabr. Because of the virtues of Ramadan, subhanallah, which we're going to speak about today. Alhamdulillah, we can feel the vibe of Ramadan approaching because we can hear imams, preachers, ulama speaking about Ramadan. We hear Ramadan. We can hear the word iftar. We can hear the word Suhoor, yes or no? We know it's coming. You know, when, when do you start thinking about Hajj? When one of the Sheikh is speaking about Arafah, uh, you know, Muzdalifah, Mina, Jamarat, Ayyam Tashriq, yes or no? Now you get into the vibe of Hajj. Same thing now. What guarantee do we have that we're going to enter Ramadan? Any guarantee? La Allah. No guarantee. No guarantee. How many people has been preparing for Ramadan? They're not here today. How many people has celebrated Eid last year and this year they're not here? How many people a couple of weeks ago were speaking about Ramadan, their plan of Ramadan, and today they are under the earth in their qabr? Us, what guarantee do we have that we're going to spend the month of Ramadan? Therefore, our preparation for Ramadan is our intention. And if ever it happens that we pass away before Ramadan, Allah Azza wa Jal knows that we were preparing for Ramadan and He gave us the ajr of Ramadan even though we pass away before Ramadan. Because when you intend to do something good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala write it down and it will good deed. But therefore we need to understand that this one week is left in Sha'ban. And what we need to do is we want to put in our mind that this Ramadan, inshallah, this one is going to be my last Ramadan and my best Ramadan ever. This Ramadan that's coming is going to be my last Ramadan and my best Ramadan ever. Do I have any guarantee that next year I will be able to do Ramadan? No. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy, wallahi la'adhim ya ikhwan. If ever you have entered the month of Ramadan, it is from the mercy of Allah azza wa jal. 
Either because Allah loved you so much, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants your daraja to increase in Jannah, or Allah wants your sin to be forgiven. Allahu Akbar. Imagine you complete the month of Ramadan, all your sins are forgiven. Imagine you complete the month of Ramadan, your daraja, how much has gone up? Does everyone get this opportunity? No, not everyone. Not everyone gets the opportunity. The same way not everyone gets the opportunity of going for Hajj, the same way not everyone gets the opportunity of spending the month of Ramadan. Put this in your mind. Therefore, as from now, we keep on asking Allah, Allahumma balighna shahra Ramadan, or Allah make us enter the month of Ramadan. All right? This is the best thing to do, and we spoke about that last time. What are the virtues of Ramadan? What does that mean, virtues of Ramadan? We don't want to speak about it once Ramadan has already come in, because I don't even know my schedule in Ramadan in that masjid. Therefore, I prefer to speak about it this week and the next week so we can finish with the virtues of Ramadan and Siyam ta'ala. The month of Ramadan, we know very well, it is the ninth month, the ninth month of the Hijri calendar. And it is named by Ramadan after the, after the word Ramadan, which means Ramad, scorching heat. Scorching heat, which means back when it was made compulsory, it was very hot. And some ulama says, uh, because it burns away your bad deeds. So that's what's called Ramadan, Ramadan, scorching heat. This is what it means. And this month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in the Quran, about this month. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shahr Ramadan al-Ladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. Huda al-Ninnas. Ubayyinati. Min al-Huda wal-Fuqar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shahr Ramadan al-Ladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. The Qur'an that we read was revealed in the month of, of Ramadan. Let me tell you something. We know very well that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about Ramadan in the Quran. Shahr Ramadan al-Ladhi unzila fihi al-Quran. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, kutiba alaykum al-siyam, kama kutiba ala al-ladhina min qablikum, la'allakum tattaqoon. Why do we fast? We'll speak about this later. The Siyam in Ramadan, 30 days, was made compulsory when? It was made compulsory in the second year of Hijrah. For Nabi ﷺ, he made Hijrah from Mecca to Medina. In the first year, Ramadan was not far. Siyam of Ramadan was not far. In the second year, in Sha'ban, in Sha'ban, Allah Azza wa revealed the ayah. Kutiba alaykum al-siyam kama kutiba ala al-ladhina min qablikum. In Sha'ban, 
it was ordained and prescribed to the Muslim that now you have to fast in the month of Ramadan, which is the next month. And then the Muslim, they fasted. And it happened that the Battle of Badr and everything, we could speak about this one in the Nahitahana. In this month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatil Qadr. Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatil Mubarakatin, Inna kunna mundirin. Jazakallah khair. We have actually revealed this Quran in this blessed night, Laylatul Qadr. And when do we have Laylatul Qadr? In which month? The month of Ramadan. For it tells you that Allah has chosen this month to put Laylatul Qadr, which the Laylatul Qadr is equivalent to 83 years, four months, The ibadah that you do in Laylatul Qadr, as if you have prayed how many months? A thousand months. And that happened in Ramadan. Let me tell you something. Allah said that we have revealed the Quran in Ramadan. Has the Quran revealed all at once? No. Allah has revealed the Quran in sequences, ayah and ayah. But how do we actually now say that Allah revealed the Quran in one night? How did that happen? According to Ibn Abbas, عنهما, there were two revelations. How many revelations? Two. The Quran was there, as we see, on a tablet called Allah al-Mahfuz, on the seventh heaven. From Allah al-Mahfuz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran as a whole to the last heaven here, in a place called Baytul Izzah. Baytul Izzah. So the Quran was revealed from the seventh heaven to the last heaven we see over here in Ramadan, on that heaven over here that we see in the last sky, in a place called Baytul Izzah. And from there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would order Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam to take those verses bits by bits, parts by parts, and go reveal to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in a period of 23 years. So the first revelation from Allah al-Mahfub to Bayt al-Izzah, this is what happened in Laylatul Qadr. From Bayt al-Izzah to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is called the second revelation. And that happened in the course of how many years? 23 years, 13 years in Mecca and 10 years in Medina. All right? So in Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran. Subhanallah. In Ramadan, we have Laylatul Qadr. Subhanallah, you know, what really make Laylatul Qadr 
one of the best night is because of the Quran. Simple, simple. It's because of the Quran. Laylatul Qadr chosen to be in Ramadan. And the best night, the best night of the year is Laylatul Qadr. The best day of the year is Yawm Arafah. Yawm Arafah. The Quran became, I would say, Laylatul Qadr became the best of night because the Quran was revealed in there. Shahru Ramadan became the best of months because the Quran was revealed in this month. Jibreel alayhi salatu is the best of angel because he got the task of revealing the Quran. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam the best of prophets because he was given the Quran. We are the ummah, the best of ummah that has come in this dunya, in this world, because we have given the Quran. Allahu Akbar. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the most, the best of people in the eyes of Allah are who? Ahlul Quran. They are the best of people in the eyes of Allah The people who read the Quran, understand the Quran, implement the Quran, ponder over it, memorize the Quran. These are the best of people in the eyes of Allah The Quran make you the best of people, not your money, not your status, not your profile, not your certificate. What really make you, what really make you the best of people in the eyes of Allah Azza wa Jal, the Quran. The reason why Ramadan became the best of month because of the Quran. The reason why Laylatul Qadr became the best of night because of the Quran. And this happened in the month of Ramadan. As well as the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Fasting in the month of Ramadan and making qiyam in the month of Ramadan erases your sins. What the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ تَنْبِهِ وَمَنْ قَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ تَنْبِهِ وَمَنْ قَامَ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ Whoever fast Ramadan with faith, certainty, and expecting rewards from Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his previous sins. Whoever make qiyam in Ramadan al-Taraweeh, tahajjud, in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his previous sins. Whoever stand up in prayer on Laylatul Qadr, which is any of the nights of the last ten nights of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all your past sin, what you have done. And this happened only in the month of Ramadan. This is something that we need to understand. One of the virtues of Ramadan. 
another virtue of Ramadan is that, as mentioned in the beginning, when the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, narrator of Bukhara Muslim, when Ramadan comes, the gate of paradise are opened. Mm. The gate of paradise are opened. The gate of Jahannam are closed. And that doesn't happen except in Ramadan. Eh? And the shayateen are locked. Well, the shayateen, the shayateen are locked. So now when you are, that is why. That is why you always see, subhanAllah, your actions are different in Ramadan. Your way of speaking is different in Ramadan. Your way of interacting with people is different in Ramadan. It's not only because you are fasting. It's not only because you're fasting. It's because the shaitan is locked. The barakah in this dunya because of the door of Jannah is open is upon you. And the door of and the gate of Jahannam are closed. Allah like Allah. Ajib. It's a different, you can actually feed it yourself. Everyone can feed it themselves over here. By the time Ramadan comes in, the vibe change. You change. The way you make ibadah changes. The way you spend change. The way you treat your family and your enemy change. Why? It's because there's a difference between, because of the virtues of Ramadan, that is why many of the Salaf Salih, they would wait for Ramadan. Six months prior to Ramadan, they would ask Allah, Ya Allah, make us reach Ramadan. Make us reach Ramadan, Ya Allah. Don't take our life before Ramadan. Why? Because of the virtues of Ramadan. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, at every breaking of the fast, Every time you break your fast, which means even in the night, Allah has people whom he redeems from hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every night in Ramadan, he removes people from hellfire. What does that mean? People who are destined to enter Jahannam, Allah azza wa jal, remove that from their destiny. Muhammad, Abdullah, Yusuf, Fulan, Fulan, was written for them to go and purify in Jahannam before entering Jannah. Allah Azza wa Jalla, in this night, out of his mercy, he removed their name from the list of people who will enter Jahannam, subhanAllah. And this happened every night in Ramadan. Not in other nights, except in the night of Ramadan. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, As-salawat al-khams, the five daily prayers, wal-jum'ah ila jum'ah, wal-umrah ila al-umrah, wal-ramadhan ila ramadhan, mukaffaratu ma baynahumna, idha jitunibat al-kabair. The five prayers that you do, The Jum'ah that you do, the Umrah what you perform, and the Ramadan what you spend, 
Whatever you do between them, the salawat, what you do, between dhuhr and asr, any sin that you do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive. Any sin that you commit between maghrib and isha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive. Any sin that you commit between your two umrah, Allah forgive. Any sin that you commit between your two jum'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive. And any sin that you commit between the two Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive. Allahu Akbar. This is the rahmah of Allah azza wa jal. When we say Allah, al-ghafoor, al-rahim, this is what it means. Allah, the most forgiving, and at the, at the same time, the most merciful. This is it. Can you believe? The sin what you come in between the two Ramadan, that is why. If that two Ramadan has been a Ramadan that's maqbool, that is accepted, all the sin what you have committed between the two Ramadan, Allah will forgive. Except if you have done the kabair, the major sin, then at that point you need to make tawbah to Allah Azza wa Make tawbah, oh Allah forgive me, oh Allah forgive me, oh Allah won't do it again, I regret. If you do big sin, like zina, sariqa, adultery, fornication, uh, crime, riba, uh, any kind of big sin, magic, murder, all this kind of big sin, what you do, you need tawbah and nasuha, sincere repentance for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you. All right? And you see, this is what we need to understand. That the sin that we commit between our prayers, the sin that we commit between our Jum'ah, our Umrah, and our Ramadan, if they are accepted, whatever sin we've committed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Fasting in Ramadan is equivalent to fasting how many months? 10 months. You fasting in Ramadan is equivalent to fasting how many months? 10 months. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, ashul Any kind of good deed that you do is multiplied to how many? 10 in the eyes of Allah. You do one good deed, it's multiplied to 10. You do one Ramadan, it's multiplied to 10 Ramadan. That is why the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man saama Ramadan, thumma atba'ahu sitta min shawwal. As if he has made siyam the whole, yeah, and another hadith, the whole life. Islam al-Dahar. How did it become the whole year? Whoever has fasted Ramadan, and then he followed Ramadan with six, six, Rosa, or Psalm, or Siyam of Shawwal. So if we say Ramadan is 10 months, and Shawwal, how many days? Six. And if you times it by 10, how much did it come? Six? 60. Yes or no? 10 months and 60 days. 
How many months? 12 years, exactly, 12 months. It becomes a, a year. And this does not happen except for Ramadan. But therefore, it tells you that subhanAllah, we want Ramadan to actually come. The Prophet Muhammad said, when it comes to Qiyam in Ramadan, whoever prays Qiyam with the Imam until he finishes, you're praying Taraweeh, for example, the Imam. You pray with the Imam until he finishes. It will be recorded for him as if he has prayed the whole night. Whoever prays with the Imam, Qiyam, Qiyam means Taraweeh. You know, after Salat al-Isha, you pray Taraweeh, صح? Whoever stay with the Imam until he finish, until he finishes, it will be as if he has prayed the whole night, subhanAllah. All these ajab, subhanAllah, comes on in the month of Ramadan. Imagine that 30 days, after 30 days, that bonus and package you've got on Eid day, only people who know on Eid day, they know, subhanAllah, how much they have actually earned in, the, in their reward, balance. Imagine someone passed away before Ramadan. And someone passed away after Ramadan. Who will have more ajr? Definitely the one after Ramadan because of this ajr we're talking about. The one before that didn't get this. That is why we say it is a big blessing for us to enter the month of Ramadan. Oops, we haven't entered yet. We haven't entered yet. We still have to say, inshallah, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Umrah in Ramadan is equivalent to hajj. Umrah in Ramadan is equivalent to Hajj. Like one day, the Prophet Muhammad said to a woman from the Ansar, What kept you from doing Hajj with us? Why you didn't do Hajj? Why you did not perform Hajj with us? She said, Ya Rasulullah, we have two camels that we use for bringing water. So her husband and the son had gone for Hajj. The husband and the son had gone for Hajj on one camel. And he left the other for me to use because I had two camels. But the Prophet Muhammad said, when Ramadan comes, go for Umrah. For Umrah in Ramadan is equivalent to Hajj. The ajr, the reward, the thawab of making Umrah in Ramadan is equivalent to Hajj. Well, that didn't mean that when you've done Umrah in Ramadan, halas, the ruling of Hajj is elevated. No, you still have to do it. This is just the reward of it. Instead of like, if you go before Ramadan or after Ramadan, you go for Umrah, you get the ajr of Umrah. But if you do it in Ramadan, you get the ajr of Hajj. And the ajr of Hajj is what? Al-Hajr mabrur, laysa lahu jazawun illa jannah. Illa jannah. So, Whoever can make Umrah in Ramadan, let him do so because it is a very big reward. In Ramadan, it is mustahab 
to offer iftar to the people. This is one of the identity of the Muslim when it comes to Ramadan. Because the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, said, whoever give iftar to the one who is fasting in the Ramadan will have a reward like his without, without detracting from the fasting person. And that's not only Ramadan. That's not only Ramadan. That is not only in the month of Ramadan. Let's say, for example, someone, let's say, for example, someone is, is fasting during the normal days, like nowadays. And you want to offer them iftar. You get the same reward as the person. If someone, that is why, you know, back in the days, the people, they would rush towards giving, uh, making good deeds. So whenever someone will be fasting, they'll make sure that they are giving them iftar. So something that we can either contribute to what this one and very, very important. Reading Quran in the month of Ramadan is something meritorious. Like how we say the ajr are more, and it's something that we need to actually make sure that we indulge into the Quran because the Ramadan is shah, shahr al-Quran, shahr al-sabr. Ramadan is the month of sabr. Because let me tell you something, Shahr al-Taqwa, it is the month, Shahr al-Najat min al-Nair, it is the month in which you're being saved from hellfire. It is the month in which, subhanAllah, your daraja change in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal. So your Quran, like how we said, if someone does not read the Quran in Ramadan, the Christian never read the Quran. If ever we know very well that sometimes shaitan prevent us from reading the Quran. Shaitan prevent us from reading the Quran. Okay. Many times we blame shaitan. But now in Ramadan, who are you going to blame, blame if you don't want to read the Quran? You blame yourself. That means that heart, that nafs inside is spoiled. Either the heart is dead or the heart is sick, and you have to actually make sure that you correct the heart. Al-Istighfar. It is mustahab to actually make the Qira'a, the Qur'an, uh, more, because the reward is more Ta'ala. Remember that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he linked the Qur'an with the Siyam. Next week we're going to speak about, inshallah, the virtues of Siyam. Today we spoke about the virtues of Ramadan. Next week, the virtues of Siyam ta'ala. That is why the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the Quran and the Siyam will come on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And they will intercede They will intercede for the people who actually read the Quran or fasted during the day. The Siyam will say, Ya Allah, for verily I kept him away from food and drink during the day. So Ya Allah, I, act, I intercede for him that Shafa'a will be accepted. The, the Quran will say, Ya Allah, I kept him away from sleeping during the night and he was reading me, Ya Allah. 
So I make shata'a for him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept the shata'a. Shata'a means the Quran and the siyam will intercede for you. If it's written for you to go to hell, they will intercede for you to go to Jannah. If it's written for you to go to Jannah in the lowest level, they will intercede for you to go to the highest level. This was called shata'a of the siyam and the qiyam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy upon us to enter the month of Ramadan for verily by next week, probably this time, maybe we'll be waiting for the moon to be sighted. Inshallah, I'll be here. And we will see until we wait for the announcement of the moon of Ramadan. Any question over here? No question. Any question from our brothers? No question. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, bi'idhinah ta'ala. Next week we'll be here same time. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu alaik. Wassalamu alaikum.